The Coaching Podcast with Paul Bailey and Sam Forsberg. So today we are going to be discussing clutter to clear out, aren't we, Sam? Yes, we are. Now we have uh, quite different um, styles with how we deal with uh, with our clutter and with our clearing <laughs> out. So it's probably going to be quite a, an uh, an interesting subject from from both of our points of views because I'm a, I'm a clearer outer and. Um, Am I, would, would I not be wrong, wrong or would I be right in saying that uh, you're a bit of a clutterer? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think I'd have, to, I'd have to take that label at the moment. Yeah. Now, for me, I think it's, um, it's something that I don't, uh, I don't think I ever really consciously made a decision to be a, a type of person that cleared things out on a regular basis. And I, I, I'm certainly not the most tidy person in the world, but um, I do get a sense of right when something's hit a line with me then I think okay I'm gonna have to do something about this now I think one of the one of the examples for me that I would use would be Christmas when Christmas comes around uh having to go to the back of this huge cupboard walk-in wardrobe underneath the underneath the stairs right at the back is going to be the Christmas tree and I have to clear out and remove all the boxes and the vacuum cleaner and everything mm-hmm. out of that cupboard be able to, for me to be able to get to the, to the tree. Yeah. And that's all well and good. And I can move that all out of the way, get the tree out and um, put that into the living room. But then as I'm putting stuff back, I'm thinking, wow, this stuff has been in here for a year and I've not missed it. I've not thought about it. I've not thought, um, oh, I wish I had X, Y, Z, or I did, I, didn't I used to have that somewhere? Um, all of this <laughs> stuff I'm putting back in again, I'm thinking, I don't use it. I don't use it at all. And sometimes I will make a conscious decision then to think, okay, I need to either recycle it or give it to charity or sell it on eBay, get some cash for it or something like that. Or right. sometimes I think, well, let's just leave it for one more year. And sure enough, next year, it's still there in exactly the same place that I put it in. <laughs> and it's like, all right, OK, definitely you are going out the door now. So <laughs> so Excellent. for me, it's, it's kind of um, it's a natural reaction to, to moving things from from one place to another. So so how would you describe your reaction to, to, to hoarding things and, and clutter? Well, I certainly remember as a teenager that. Um, I had to do a lot of cleaning out because back then I had only my bedroom in which I could store things and and it would obviously get to overflowing point and and I'd feel like I needed to do something about it. Mm. And so I'd I'd sort of thought I'd gotten a little bit better with things but it's been really interesting because I'm just embarking on my second international move in 13 months. And so having moved a whole load of things from the UK over to Europe um, 12 months ago mm-hmm. and now being in the process of having to pack and move things back to the UK um, it's really interesting what I've started noticing about what I've hung on to and so there are loads of examples that have come up but it, it started because I, I enjoy fine wine I think life is too short for bad wine and um so I think I moved something along the lines of about 17 cases of wine from London to Europe. And I'm probably moving about 14 cases of wine from Europe back to the UK. So is this so, the same wine that you moved out of the Europe or is it a, a whole it replacement? Is, it is. Ah, okay. No, it's the same stuff. And, um, you know, along the way, I've obviously been able to, to drink through some of it and enjoy it. Um, but I have noticed sort of when I started thinking about it, that actually I have bought wine al- along the way as well, um, 
just a bottle here or there. But there's always that enticement in the latest brochure or something of, of some new wine that, that might be on special or, or something like that. Yeah. And, and I, it really struck me about how ridiculous it is to have um, moved all of this wine all the way over here and, and now to be moving it all back, basically. Mm. And so from that point, it's then started triggering off this chain of noticing all the other areas where I've, I've done sim, sort of similar hoarding or cluttering. And... Um, it's just been fascinating to catch myself with the different areas that it's going on. <laughs> mm, okay. Now, how does how does this um, work in balance with with your partner? Because um, obviously, I, I, either your partner is going to be the same as you and, and hoarding the same in, amount, amount of um, items and things and, and varieties of things, um, or there there may be a little bit more like me and is it, is it more of a well, yeah, I didn't use it, let's throw it out, let's get rid of it, or let's drink it. So how does that affect your balance with, with liking to have things and maybe somebody else wanting to get rid of things? How does that affect you? Well, my partner is probably to some degree the opposite of me and so in thinking about it because this is the move um, where we will be living together for the first time I, I've explained to him about what I've noticed and said look I've, I've realized that I've sort of hoarded you know these sorts of things and, and used the wine as the example which being Scottish he was very excited about hearing about all the wine that needs to be drunk <laughs> but um, I've said to him look I'd like your help when you know when I get there when we're doing the unpacking and everything to to help me um, to declutter some of some of the things you know to to work out what needs to be um, you know used if it's a consumable or what needs to be stored somewhere that's very out of the way or what needs to be gotten rid of yeah. um, and he was he was very happy to do that but I, I asked him specifically could you please you know challenge me on things that I might want to hang on to but do it very gently because it's probably going to be difficult for me to start with on, you know in terms of getting rid of lots of things Excellent. Yeah. and so, so he was he was very very happy to help me with that Okay. So basically what you've you've done so far is you've 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 become aware of a, of a situation or a, a scenario that you uh, appear to be um associating yourself with and and with some of your your items and um objects around you. And so what you've done so far is you've made a conscious decision um to to make some kind of a change with the way that you deal with this. And what's a great thing that you've done already is that you've already engaged uh, the people that are around you or the person that is around you and this that that um, and and almost got them on board with um, mm. a, an explanation of of what the situation is what you would like to do with it and and how they can help and and the, it's how they can help with it is the important thing here I feel because you've actually explained to them some ground rules because you don't want them just to go completely mad and start throwing everything left right and center you want to have some kind of consideration and some maybe a, a discussion over certain items but um yeah it's it's great to hear that you've you've made yourself aware and you've taken the first step of actually gaining support of your nearest and dearest so mm. that's fantastic it is and and because the awareness has been increasing you know the more that i've noticed some area of hoarding i've then picked it up in other areas too and 
what I love about that is that I'm, I'm starting to notice the conversations I have with myself about things or, or like you said, the emotional responses that I might be having to them. And I can then make choices to, to do things differently. And so if I decide to keep something and keep hoarding it, then it's going to be a conscious decision now rather than just my default position. Yeah. Um, but it makes me feel so much more empowered and, and so much less sort of tied to things when I know that I can also make a decision to uh, use them up or get rid of them if they're not serving me anymore. Yeah. So what are some of the other things that you've um, you found yourself hoarding and hanging on to that um, maybe it's something that, I don't know, other people would, would also hoard on to? What are the other things that you've been keeping close to you? <laughs> well, one of the things that I was really interested intrigued by was um, that I had a lot of stuff in the kitchen cupboards and so I was sort of looking at, at everything I needed to pack and I was thinking, oh my goodness, you know, there's drawers of, of you know, pasta and, and um, tins of, you know, tomato and, and all these other bits and pieces um, in the kitchen cupboards and I, I thought, well, I wonder if I, if I just started choosing to, to cook from the bits that I have here already. I wonder how, how long I'd be able to feed myself for instead of just, you know, obviously buying fresh fruit and veg, but, but uh, not sort of more than that. Mm. And um, I think that there's at least three weeks worth of food that I've been <laughs> able to uh, slowly eat my way through um, without really, you know, sort of uh, having to scrounge for, for ingredients particularly. Um, so that's been a massive eye-opener because uh, it's, you know, the default position would normally be to, to go to the shops um, when I do my normal shopping and just to buy whatever it is that I think I might need at that time yeah. um, or that I might want to eat without actually having, a, you know, to stop and think about what it is I already have. So. Yes. That's been fantastic. <laughs> I bet, I bet. I mean, a similar sort of uh, situation for me happens on a slightly more regular basis than once every uh, every international move. Um, <laughs> is uh, if I was to um, think about de de uh, defrosting the freezer or, or just basically cleaning it, you know, giving it a bit of a clear out and, and, and a wipe through and things like that. Yeah. Um, it, it's a really good opportunity, and I think that a lot of people would just simply take the frozen stuff out, keep it in a cold area clean out the fridge freezer and then put everything back again now mm -hmm. for, for me that would be a golden opportunity to think okay well what I'll do is I'll start running down the freezer eating the things that are in there so that I have less items to remove um, from the freezer and it's easier to clean out and quicker to do for me so for me when I see an opportunity to um, to do something uh, that may not be directly related to, to removing clutter, um, mm -hmm. I kind of turn it into that. Another example that I would probably use is if, a, if I open a cupboard door and something falls out on me, it only happens. It only needs to happen about two or three times before I think, okay, right, this is going to be this is going to be really annoying. This is going to really annoy me now. I'm going to have to do something about it. So I will set aside uh, a, a weekend or a morning or something when I'm going to just simply clear out that one cupboard, mm. and it suddenly becomes uh, a really small, achievable. Uh, time specific you know the 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 absolute goal setting in it, in its prime that i'm going to do something that i know i can do i can achieve it's not going to take me that long um and the way that i've prioritized it is it's the thing that upsets me the most it's not necessarily the thing that's going to be the easiest thing for me to do i really love that you pick up on what annoys you the most but 
what is it exactly that, that helps you to have the awareness that something's starting to annoy you? Um, I guess it was just practice, really. Um, quite often you'll go through um, years of um, beating yourself up over something that you, uh, you're allowing it to annoy you. And mm. I guess I was, I was uh, one of the people that were, were, were lucky that I noticed this um, particularly for hoarding things um, at a relatively early stage, so it was it was almost like a, a dawning type moment when I thought, well, if I've had this thing in the cupboard for a year and I've not missed it, mm. then I'm going to make a conscious decision. If it's still there the next year, then I will definitely get rid of it. Or if I'm not, if I don't have any emotional attachment to it, um, I think that's a that's a, another thing as well with. Um, Things like photographs and birthday cards and, and things like that. If I find them again and I look at them and I, I have an emotional reaction to them, then I, I know that that means that I'm not ready to let go of them yet. If mm -hmm. I don't have an emotional reaction to them, then I make a conscious decision. Is that because I'm just not in the mood for that thing right now? Or is it because it no longer means something to me? And mm -hmm. if I'm unsure then I will keep it for another another period, another year or, or another six months or whatever, when I will have another look at it again. And, and then I've, I've made that mental note that the next time I do this, it's either a yes or a no, a keep or a throw. So um, I guess it's, it's practice, but it, the key is really making that conscious decision um, that you need to do something about it and, and then live up to that um, expectation and that, and that promise to yourself that you are going to either throw it, either keep it for a limited period and review it again in the future. Um, I think that's the main part. Mm, I do love that. And one of the things that has really helped me now that I've started to, to shift my awareness on this as well is just to basically ask myself, you know, how well is this serving me? And mm. if it is, then okay, I can make a conscious decision to keep doing it. And and if it's not serving me, then to to really explore that and and find out why I'm still hanging on to something. Um, I tend to to hear myself thinking, oh, that will come in handy later on, and then find that I didn't actually even know where it was at the point where I may have needed it, but didn't even remember I had it. So yes. it was actually no use at all. And, and with that awareness now, I can choose to, to throw out things that, you know, or, or at least be more conscious of if I choose to keep something that I actually make sure it's in a place where I will know it's there if I need it. Yeah, absolutely. And practice does make perfect. And, and you will become uh, somebody that feels almost liberated um, as you start mm. to progress through this decluttering stage. Absolutely. A great release of, of the energy that's tied up into all those things. Exactly. That's brilliant. Thank you very much, Sam. That's just about all time that we have for today's podcast. So thank you again, Thanks, as always. Paul. Take care. Cheers. So just to summarise for our listeners, the main points for clearing out clutter would be to start with the awareness and just to start noticing what it is you're hanging on to, to make a conscious decision on whether you're going to hold on to it or not and how well it's serving you with your choice. And thirdly, to put a deadline on it if you 
are going to hang on to something so that if it's still there in a, a period of time afterwards, then you know that that's the point at which it's, it's best for you to get rid of it. Enjoy decluttering. Thanks, everyone.